some people are intimidated when talking to large numbers of people in an entertaining way. Not Dan and Mike. Yeah? It's just a podcast. Chill out. <laughs> yeah? A brilliant podcast. Okay. Too many quotes. GBH for the year old. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. No apology necessary. Let's get on with the podcast. You know, it's a laugh. And you can't put a price on comedy, so get listening. We're live. Here we go. That's it. That's it. We're, you just broke on. your ring just light, about. did you? Did you just break your ring light? I just, I just broke my ring light. Just <laughs> snapped off, mate. I don't pick it up because every time I try to fix it, it's knocking something else over. It's just snapped off. Just oh. at the bottom. They do just snap Stop. like that, to be fair, without you touching them. Well, this them. one did. Yeah. This, this one did. It's a piece of cheap fucking tat is what it is. Chinese buy... probably, isn't it? Buy from China. What? That's what well, that's out of your mouth, not mine. Well, no, Racist, it's cheap tat it? from China. That's what they say. No, is it's it? made in China. It, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's have a little look where it's made and we'll see. It is made in China, so it's fine. I told you. Yeah, I told you. It, it's actually made... It's backwards, so... Yeah. And you can't see it anyway. There it's made go. in China. So it's not racist in the end. No, it's just cheap. Because it was mate. factually correct. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's broken. Yeah, Mike's just broken it all. It's just taken us 30 minutes to get this even started because he's been breaking stuff and un- unplugging his Mac and all this sort of stuff. So we're in now. Yeah. So. Well, Paul, Paul, the sound guy, said I need to put some pillows behind my Mac. So I put the pillows behind the Mac and then it yanked the cable out of the back of it. So it's Paul's and then, fault. Uh, it's Paul's fault. And um, it, as... as Ever when on a on a timeline, uh, things tend to to work in slow motion. They just take the time. <laughs> so it was starting up. I must have I must have clicked on Google Chrome about fucking eighteen times, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't starting. No, it doesn't, does it? It's all those updates, no. mate. Isn't it? All those updates. How's all how's those... sunny Dubai this week? Uh, yeah, it's oh the weather beautiful. It's now dropped, so the temperature between June and I would say mid to late September. Too hot to go outside. Now, oh my word, it's beautiful. Yeah. You can go out for walks. You're not sweating your tits off everywhere. It's it's really nice. It's actually cold enough in the evening where you need a jacket now. So think mm. nice summer day in England, and then that's what it's like now. It's not too hot. Yeah. It's all good. Well, it's it, here. It's amazing weather. To be fair, in the UK at the moment, if um, it's not if you if you're a fish. It's amazing weather, yeah. you know, it, it really is. It's just not stopped raining since, uh, I think, middle of October. Just every day you wake up, it's just raining. And it's always raining oh. now. Yeah, That's nice. That's good. Yeah. It's not it's raining, good, is it? Not for long. Not for long, if we ever get you out here. If we ever... Oh, don't, don't get me fucking started on this, right? If anyone is ever thinking of moving to Dubai, right? Give yourself plenty of time and make sure you research every single little fucking thing that you need to before you go don't just go don't just go oh well mike did it so it must be easy that is true mike did do it so it must be easy but you not have to true. make sure that if your circumstances are different to mike's that you have to check everything is what i'm not, say. not true not true i make everything look easy that's it <laughs> yeah. like no it's sure. not true you go oh mike's on it so it's easy now nah, i make it look easy because of how laid back i am with my approach to stuff. Mm. it comes across as though these guys don't know what they're doing while they're coaching He's taking the piss, but actually, secretly, I'm just making it look easy. That's mm. all it is. So it was difficult when I moved out, sure. 
But I coped with it. I rolled with the punches, you know. And it turns out Dan can do a lot of my filing, so... That's it. That's literally what happened, isn't it? But uh, we'll get there, mate. We are getting there slowly but surely. It's just um, all the headaches along the way, isn't it? You know? Yeah, you'll be in need of a holiday, mate, when you, uh, by the I time you will be. You're right. Which is good. Which is good. But uh, I've, uh, I've been to have a little look at Dan's prospective property, I think, if that's the right term. I think it probably is. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. It's a short one wheel away from uh, from from mine. It is. Um, Looking forward and to yeah. it. So we got we got Christmas I, in we got Christmas in Dubai, mate. What are we going to do on Christmas Day? What are we going to cook on the barbecue? Nothing for you. Um, I can't eat anything no. anyway. But no, you you. We'll see if you get an invite first. So, but uh, charming. Oh, the charming. Video that. just dropped out there. But uh, yeah, no Christmas in Dubai, and then it does look as though we've been talking about it for ages. The the uh, YouTube will will be back. Um, January, back in the new year. We need to find a videographer out in Dubai as well. That'll be the first. Oh thing. yeah, we'll we'll get one. There's there's loads kicking about here because anyone knows one, essential. If anyone knows one, anyone knows a good one. Yeah, if anybody Shoot, knows a good one, who's got a sense of humour. We don't want one of those who's got the dark colour grading on. Um, you know, shooting bodybuilders, eating cream of rice every week. Um, one that's got. Well, we might need them for a spoof. We might need them for one spoof video. For a spoof, yeah, yeah, but they'll be it'll be too serious though, and and I don't like the thought of them thinking these two guys want a gym gym a gym shoe like when they're used to doing all the bodybuilders, then us two rock up. I mean, it'd be like, right if we wear the new Gymshark crop tops though, we'll be fine. They'll, oh, they'll think that's we're, a good look. They think we're influencers then. I don't mind Gymshark for doing this, but what I do mind is the caption: "You asked, we provided." What I do mind is, who the fuck is asking? Who's asking? <laughs> I don't mind. If there's a demand for it, Gymshark, make it. Whatever, you've got money to make. Who, who's asking for it? Unless they're lying and nobody's actually asked. I don't think anyone's asked but for it, have they? Surely not. There's not guys going, Gymshark, I, I, love, I, love I love your T-shirts, you know, I love your vests, I love your, you know, your fucking three-quarter necks. They're all great, but what I really want is a crop top. Surely not. I, at no point I've ever thought to myself, this T-shirt's really getting in the way around my belly button area. At no in point the gym, do in I In the gym, have I never, I've never, it's never gone through my mind to think that's annoying, isn't it? No. What I need to show more, yeah, is belly button mm. in the gym. No chance. Because especially guys, where we carry most of our body fat around our belly button region. Yeah. That's the bit that we don't want out, surely. That's the last little bit to come out. <sighs> so this is purely... I, I, wonder if it's a, I, I wonder if it's a bit of a bit of the ISIS interview sort of ITIS thing going on. Do you know when they go, oh, you want to be a Gymshark model, do you? Okay, cool. Well, if you want to be a Gymshark model, there's one thing you've got to do for us. Yeah. You've got to wear a crop top. No, crop top. Yeah. Worst problem. <laughs> yeah, crop top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. sheep, to be fair. And, but, and, uh, and I'm just looking at some of the, 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 the pictures and the captions and stuff like that, and some of the guys that are wearing them, are, 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 I probably describe them as a bit more alternative. It's probably how I describe it. I don't know if that's because of the colour of the crop top and what they're wearing, but um, one of the chaps has got the little like things in his ears. You know the little things that stretch out your earlobe. Oh yeah, the yeah. They're got one of those. Um, they're all doing backflips and some picture. It looks maybe it's a CrossFit-y thing. Maybe it's more cross. It's probably more CrossFit. It might be, but, but like it. Just, uh, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't fit. Even if they are alternative. If somebody says to me alternative. I think probably wears again. Maybe I'm just labelling. Sue me. Um, I'm thinking like Vans, 
you know, maybe like a checkered lumberjack shirt, yeah. stretches. Well, that's the thing is like the shorts are, are the shorts are that way. Anyway, look, they're all like the bright coloured sort of like, yeah, you know. But what doesn't fit that is for that type of person a crop to top. wear a crop top. Yeah. It probably doesn't fit that. Like, you know, they probably listen to, I don't know, like, what type of music? Slipknot. Oh, again. Yeah, maybe. Blink 182. I'm showing sure our radio, aren't we? Showing our radio. Blink 182, you know. Um, I don't get me wrong, like, time. the guys that are pulling it off, they're pulling it off, but that's because they've got the little V taper, you know, they've got their abs out of the bottom. Like, it, it, it's it's a good look if you've got the, you know, the abs to show off and whatever, but I can't see it catching on in gyms across the country, if I'm honest. Not in England. Hopefully not. Oh. But you never know. You never know with some of the idiots in our country. Yeah. What they wear, what they're wearing. So there's there's been worse things happen. There has to be fair. There has. Oh, the dog's the dog's hungry. The dog recognises it's a it's her time to be fed. She's now um, jumping up at me, which is delightful. That's just no, what you want. You isn't can't it? Get anything. She knows. It's weird. It's it's how they can tell the time, but but she can't obviously. Um, and even if she could, she wouldn't be able to communicate that towards us. Um, you say that. Hang on. No, you say that. You say that, but I saw on Instagram there is a dog, right? And we try and find this. I can't remember the dog's name now, but it basically could communicate with humans. It basically used like buttons and lights to tell that its owners what it wanted. So you know, I mean, Luna's not going to be able to do that, granted, because sausage dogs are not the smartest dogs in the world. We know that. How do you how do you know that that's what they want though? Well, I, I, I all I know is it was trained that way. I don't know, mate. I just how though? Well, because because like. Let's say there's buttons there, and its button is feeding, snack time, petting, playing, walking, walking. Yeah, they're all good things for a dog. They're all the best thing ever. Like yeah. So it it pours and it goes walk, and then you take it for a walk, and then what? They go. It's really happy to go for a walk. Well, yeah, it's a dog. (laughs) Like it could have picked anything, and you know it could quite easily have picked the treat one, and they go, "What it wants a treat." Oh shit! Look, it's just eating the treat. Well, yeah, it will do. It's a dog, like so. I, I don't know. I don't know how good that this okay. science yeah. is. This dog know, training thing. Is. Yeah, we'll see. Eh? No, who knows? Yeah, there's no legs in it, you know. But uh, right, what are we talking yeah, about? So, what are we talking about? Uh, I uh, I stuck a few. Uh, I stuck a question box out on Instagram. Got a few replies. Uh, one of them was actually about the Gymshark crop, uh, which has been covered. We we were planning on doing that but we've covered it so there you go always give them back on this podcast we try um, one that came up that we thought that we've not really spoken about a lot was uh, was about training training uh, I guess we've not really done much we've done a lot of the lately we've done a lot more of the mindset stuff which we're surprised to hear is, is actually helping people I think as well like, I've had a few people message me about that sort of stuff with the mindset stuff and, and how helpful it's been I think, and I think there's a reason for it I think it's because we're not the type of people to fall for the fluffy, duffy mindset shit, you know. And so, if someone was just keep saying to you every single week these things, it gets it just it just lose you just lose you just zone out and it just doesn't mean anything. And I think there's a lot of people that are just always talking about this sort of stuff, but there is an element to it where you do need it, but you also need it alongside the actual coaching and the more, I suppose, how we do things and stuff. But I think that's the reason people enjoy it is that people like the fact that we know that it's important and think about that sort of stuff because I think people either go one or two ways either talk about just that or just their meal plan and there doesn't seem to be anything in the middle um, I think it's important oh oh 100% like again with, with everything 
that we've uh, that we've done in fitness. We kind of sit in the little grey area, I guess, in between quote unquote normal people and then the bro, you know, bodybuilders, I guess. And it's the same on this end of the spectrum where we kind of sit in the middle of we're not just going to tell you to shut the fuck up and get on with it, um, but yet we're not also going to say it's okay if you have a pizza every single week because you should just love yourself and accept that that's just the way that you are. Like the, there is the little grey area, but again, you kind of you don't fit into that airy fairy fluffy section, so they don't like you, and then you don't fit into the bodybuilding style. Just get the fuck on with it, so they don't like you either. Um, which you know it is what it is no but, one likes uh, us but we don't care we're like Millwall fans aren't we no one likes us but we don't care you know what I mean yeah we're not yeah are we like Millwall fans well, no, that's just what they sing mate that's just what they sing at football it, do they sing that yeah well yeah, no, but, yeah but nobody likes you Millwall fans because you stab people <laughs> so yeah <laughs> bit different there is that yeah. you kick the shit out of people <laughs> so yeah no one likes us but we don't care well stop doing that hmm. and then you might make a few more friends yeah. if that's what you want to do but uh, but but yeah, uh, I'm glad to hear that people have kind of got on board with this stuff. And this is the the kind of stuff that we talk to our one to one clients about. It's the stuff behind the scenes, I guess, that you don't really see. You might look at us and go, you know, you might you might think that we're a bit more unempathetic. We're a bit no bullshit, which we are, but we're not idiots with it. You know, we 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 are human and we do understand so i think that it might have surprised a few people but i think like for that, that i think for that to talk. work though for most people they have to like say that mindset stuff has to come first that coaching element has to come in first for you to be able to resonate with that approach as well like that's the thing that like i say that we know so no, it's been good it's good to know it is yeah um but yeah so we're going to go a little bit more training um so <clears throat> our our kind of bread and butter is is down the the training route i guess um and we're not talking spin classes or body pump or um, a Barry's boot camp or anything like that because um, that's not that's not that's not training. I think we would we would class that as exercise. I think that's more mm. exercise. So we're going to talk about resistance training. Obviously, the benefits of resistance training are numerous, um, but the the question specifically asked was from a coach who's also my client, Logan. Uh, and he's asked about um, kind of, I guess, some go-to tips when looking at training programming. Mm-hmm. So where would you start? Let's say I'm your client. I've come in. What would you, how would you go about programming training for me? And I guess why? Basically, the way we do it is it starts with a f- an assessment by the client, right? So they'll go through what they know in terms of whether they know about certain equipment in gym, uh, certain splits, any injuries I've had previously, what areas of the body I want to focus on, all that sort of stuff, any weaknesses that they know about, any exercises they absolutely hate and they can't do, any exercises they love and they do all the time, all this sort of stuff. And basically from that, you can get a real good idea of where someone wants to focus and put their focus. And sometimes you speak to a client on the phone on a consultation and they'll go, oh, you know, I've been doing this for years. And then you get their assessment through and it's just the same as what they've done previously. I'm like, right, well, that's not going to work because you've been doing that before and you weren't seeing any results. So we need to change something there. So you kind of have to know that as well straight off the bat. But this assessment is more to find out what they know about training. And I ask them questions around like what equipment they know how to use in the gym and what's available to them, all this sort of stuff. Um, but essentially for me, it's about trying to make sure that that person can hit the muscle groups they want to hit as frequently as possible. That's number one. So let's say that they are, you know, say Mike comes in, he's like, right, I want to train my legs. Probably should. Um, shoulders and arms, right? Let's say he wants to do, let's say he wants bigger quads, shoulders and arms, right? 
I'll look at that and go, right, I want to make sure that I can get as many quad exercises in, split evenly, that is going to mean that he's going to see enough growth there. Same with the shoulders and arms, let's say. And I always try and work from getting as much in as possible and then taking stuff away. Whereas I think a lot of people, what they do is they just add in as much as they can. And I'd much rather start from a position of going, right, let's say you can do five days and let's say that means you're going to do three upper body, two lower body, whatever it is. And let's say Mike comes in because I can only train three times a day. I go, right, well, straight away, we're going to go three times a week. Can you do three? You probably could. Stretch to three? Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably do, you'd probably look at that and you go, right, you'd probably do a full body because that's the most, it's the easiest way that I can hit the muscle groups the most frequently by doing full body. If you said I could do five, I can't do full body five times a week because there's not enough recovery time there. So then you start looking at, okay, I'd probably do upper, lower, upper, lower. And then on that fifth day, you might do an amalgamation of all the things he wants to focus on. So you might just have shoulders, arms and legs on that day, for example, is what I would do so that you can increase again the frequency of those things. But it's just about making sure that it's achievable. Like, again, we asked them how long they can train for because, again, I'll know if they can only train for an hour, any more than six exercises, they can't fit it in. And you can do the quick maths on that and all that sort of stuff. But I think it starts from from that point. I think a lot of people as well, like I'll look at a client and I'll go, oh, this client here is similar to the client, my current client X when they first came to me. So I'll be like, right, well, I know then straight away from that, I'll look back over that person's training and go, right, how have they fit? How have they done with that? Did they fit all that into that one hour? Did they manage that okay? And from there, you can then tweak things and you go, right, well, I know that that works quite well. And over time, I tweak these sorts of, I suppose, you, we all have different people come to us, but the most people fit into similar categories in terms of what they're looking to focus on, what, um, you know, their, their job type, for example, how many days a week they can train. So a lot of people need fairly similar things and a lot of people are doing the similar things wrong. So it's about going, right, this is going to be good for you for the first 12 weeks. And usually the first 12 week one is more about going, right, this is how we're going to settle into a new way of doing things with like upper lower for body, whatever it is. Then the second training plan is the one that gets a little bit more specific where you start going, right, how was this? How's progress been? Do we need more volume in there? Are you recovering quickly enough? All that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of place I start from is I always try and make sure that I can train the muscle groups I want as frequently as possible is my first thing to think about. We've been told at this point, uh, well, not specifically, but give give this podcast a like and a share. Just just chucking it in there. It doesn't go with any of the flow of the podcast. <laughs> but, be, but because it doesn't, it's a little pattern interrupt. Give it a like, give it a share. Do all of that shit because we forgot to do it at the start. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Dan's right. And my favourite split. What's your favourite split, Dan? Uh, full body always for me. But yeah, mm. mine banana split. Mm. That's uh, that's the best one. Dan likes full body. Um, I uh, I I still I still like a push pull legs. I still like a push pull legs, uh, but without the legs. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, a lot, a lot of the weeks without without the pull as well. So, so basically, chest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like a push for legs, but but Dan's right. I've had a few training questions lately from um, from I guess newer clients I've had, and I think there's still a lot of myths out there. Like as much as like me and Dan have been around for fucking god knows how long. Too long, baby. Too long, baby. We've preached this over and over and over again, but the the myths still exist. So. It's in terms of like, so I had a couple of questions that I guess we can can delve into later on. But I'll, I'll I guess I'll talk about how I would set things up, and any slight things that I want to add because it's pretty much exactly what Dan's just said. But my client was asking about rep ranges, and he thought that eight to twelve you should only be training, which I guess we'll cover in a second of how we would set up 
a training day and maybe some rep and set set specific stuff. Um, and then he also was a bit concerned because he couldn't dumbbell row how much he could uh, dumbbell bench, which is may, maybe that maybe this is a thing. Maybe people think that this is a thing. Um, uh, and also, we get a lot of. Um, can you look at how much I'm lifting and tell me if it's enough? There's also kind of that that I guess we'll go into. Um, but to 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 drop my two pence in um, in terms of how I would set up training, again, it's it's very similar to Dan. You look at what somebody can do. Don't set them six, seven fucking times a week if they're not gonna they're not gonna um, be able to stick to it. I often start with, if somebody can only do three, it's a, it's a no-brainer, it's three. If I can push them to do four, I'll try to get four out. Five, I will probably say I set as many four times a week as I do fives these days. Back when I first started, it was more five and six because I didn't know as much as I know now. Um, I just used to kill people with volume, which is not necessarily the best best approach. And arguably the sign of maybe a poorer coach. It's not, not a poorer coach, but... Maybe a more naive coach. Uh, I think it's just I experience. I think uh, it's just experience that you realise how little people need to actually see progress. And we know it's more about intensity. Like, I think that's the key thing. Is like if you train six days a week, the amount of times you can't train with intensity. That'd be the dogs. Um, you can't train with intensity because you're too tired. And I think that's the key thing to remember. There is it's. Yeah, there you go. That's Isabel. That's a child. So happens. That's what happens when Mrs. Laura. isn't in the house, isn't it? Is she not in? No. Oh. Right. I was I was hoping we were going to get the full house there. We were going to get the full. We could have bingoed it. Dogs, <sighs> daughter, missus. No, it's just like um, it's been half term, and they throw an insect there on the end as well, don't they? Just oh yeah, just have an extra day on the Monday. Do you know, just to really rub it in. Brilliant, thanks. Nice. But uh, but but yeah. So um, what what we per, perhaps used to think, or what I used to think when I was first getting to coaching was because I was I was very much down the bro bodybuilder approach as well like you know more is better but it's it's not um you know better is better not not more is better um and and in terms of how you split things it doesn't necessarily have to be even either like if you don't want to train your legs as frequently as you want to train your upper body as long as you're not getting on stage fine all right cool it doesn't matter don't worry what other fitness professionals are telling you that you that you must do that or don't skip this or don't skip that Obviously, for balance, yeah, like you would be better training legs as much as you would be upper body, yeah. But if you don't want to, if you want to look better in a t-shirt and you live in England and you don't get often get your legs out that much, cool. There's nothing stopping you training your legs just once a week and training your chest twice, your back twice, your shoulders twice, your arms twice. That's okay. Legs can get, can be a little less frequent if that's what you want to do. Would I say don't do them all together? Probably not. I'd say keeping an element of, of leg training in there is going to be going to be beneficial, but you don't have to. How I split it is what somebody wants to work on, pretty much. Then what they've got access to, how many times they want to train, and then I start to to break it down into into their sessions. And however that looks, um, you know, you can program full body for three three to four sessions. You could do upper lowers for I guess four to five sessions. Then you can do push-pull legs, you can do push-pull legs up a lower, and then you can do some really funky splits. You can do, like Dan says, you could do an upper lower, upper lower full. You could do upper lower, upper lower uh, weak body, you know, weak areas. You could do back and hamstrings, you could do quads and delts, and then you could do chest and arm thing. It doesn't really matter. Um, 
as long as it's achievable, like you're able to do it, it's enjoyable because that's a big thing. If your client enjoys it, that's for me a much better approach than something that they really, really hate that might look better on paper. Um, and that they're able to, to to get stuck in and progress the, the sessions because regardless of what's the best training split or what's the best numbers or whatever, can you enjoy it? Can you keep it up? Are you going to progress it? That's what's going to see the best results. Mm. I think as well, like with that, people worry far too much, don't they, about what's, again, like you said, about the rep ranges and stuff. They just worry too much about what, perfect is without worrying without thinking is my client going to enjoy doing this or stick to it like i posted the other day a, a carousel about like the three sets of 10 on everything like you know the amount of training plans i've seen from people new clients who come in and they write out their plan for me and it's just seven or eight exercises and it's all three by ten i'm like do you enjoy doing that I'm like no, i guess a bit boring i'm like i bet it does because you can't see progress on that as quickly because if you're always doing 10 reps there's going to come a point where you can't lift any more weight you can't get any stronger on that you're gonna to have to wait until you can get do the the weight really easily for 10 reps to then go up in the weight and that's why i use a lot of varying rep ranges like i think my clients always find it a little bit strange but i do a lot of varying rep ranges so if i set three sets of three sets i'll often do something like 12 10 and 8 so there's a variance there and it's like well you might you're not gonna lift the same weight you did for 12 you did for eight likewise i do 10 8 6 or you can do you know 14 10 6 you can do all sorts and people look at it as if it's a bit weird and it's like yeah but it's not weird. It's you still get the same amount of volume in that you need to get in, but you're varying the amount of the weights that you lift. You're varying that, and that enables you to then feel like you're getting stronger. So you might, let's say, you did throughout that you did 14, 10, 6, right? You might get stronger on either the 14 or the 6 quicker than you'd get stronger on the 10. And that makes you feel good. And that makes you more motivated. You're like, okay, cool. I can train a bit harder. I can push myself. And I think that people forget that side of training. They forget that how how enjoyable it is seeing those those numbers go up. And I think if you just do three tens and everything. It's just a bit like, okay, yep, same same again, same old thing. And I think that's where, for me, I, I quite like that. I always tend to, to favour sort of slightly lower rep ranges as well because I think it's nicer to feel stronger than it is to than to just feel like your legs are burning on the leg extension doing 20 reps. It's just a bit, I don't I don't enjoy it as much. And I think that carries over to my clients. It's just the one thing that I have to be very wary of when I write plans is that my own biases don't creep in too much. But then you remember it as well that they sign up for you as a coach because they like how you do things as well. So there's always that, but... I, I much prefer to do, you know, six reps and feel strong of something than do 20 reps on a machine and just feel like my legs are going to drop off, do you know? But each their own, each their own. Absolutely. Each their own. Um, but yeah, no, that's exactly right. Like, I'll write some stuff up and people will ask me sometimes why. And it's, there is, there is, as crazy as it sounds, there is no why. Like, Question sometimes should be like, why not? Like, why not? So, for example, if you did three sets of 20 reps on the leg extension, like you've just said, Dan, and people would go, why? Why are you doing three sets of 20 reps on the leg extension? Well, why not? Like, why why, why wouldn't you? Or, for example, if you set somebody three sets of 10, and people will go, well, why? Like, why is it only three sets of 10? But it's, it should be, why not? Because there is no right or wrong. Like, there's a rough generalization from, I guess, the volume landmarks that are out in, in literature. Like, 70% of work should be, be should be done between eight and 12 reps. And we covered this not too long mm. ago. The reason why it's between eight and 12 reps is because they're not magic rep ranges. Again, just to, just to briefly skim over it. That's not a magic rep range. That's not to say... Um, I, in fact, I had this conversation with a client. He said, I thought four to six was strength 
and eight to 12 was muscle gain. I said, well, what about seven then? Mm. Oh, what? I said, well, what happens if you do six really well, but then your form drops off then for two reps and the, the, the other two are not as good. Is that six reps then or eight reps? So what, what are you going to do? Are you going to get stronger or are you going to get bigger? Your body doesn't see that. Like, there's no magic rep range. It's not that. It's just that people have come up between eight and 12 reps. As if you fell within there, you're probably using a heavy enough weight for a decent enough volume that you're going to be able to progress that. And that's a sensible place to pitch your training. It's also though as well, people don't, like we always talk about, we always talk about dimmer switches, don't we, in, in fitness and nutrition, right? And it's again, it's that assumption that people think then, oh, so if I do seven, I'm not going to get stronger. It's like, no, it's just maybe the effect won't be quite as high. And like you said, it's the majority of the work needs to be within that rep range. And that's probably because it allows the right balance between the amount of weight you're lifting and the amount of reps you can do and sets. So, you know, it's that whole eight to 12 thing. If you can do it, if you can do say heavier weight, but you can do for reps of six, but you do four sets, well, that's getting close to actually maybe, or five sets close to the same amount of volume you need to do to hit those landmarks, right? And it's all that sort of stuff that I think people forget. But we had a question before, I can't remember it was from, I've been from Bex actually, she asked me about, you know, wanting to get better at pull-ups and all this sort of stuff. And again, I, I said, do you like pull-downs, but do them for like two reps or three reps really heavy. People don't do that. And like you said, it's, well, why not? Because the jump from doing a pull-up to then going, oh, I'll just do lap pull-down sets of 10. The jump between doing that and a pull-up is is huge. So why don't you do something that's in the rep range that's similar to what you're trying to achieve? And you can do banded stuff and that kind of works to a certain degree. But I think with that, it's, it's looking at things and questioning, like you said, questioning why. Again, not many people do low rep range on leg press. Again, not the best exercise to do low rep ranges of stuff. But again, it's, well, why? Why wouldn't you? Why not? Is there still a stimulus to be done there? Is it still something useful? Again, leg press, people just do high reps usually because it's safer than doing back squats or this sort of stuff. But people need to question these things. Well, why? Well, why is that a thing? There's certain movements, sure, that it's pointless, like lat- lateral raises, you're not going to do sets of threes and stuff because it's just not um, because of the physics of the movement and because of the mechanics of the movement and how far away the, 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 the weight is from the joint and stuff. There's just something it wouldn't work with. But there are some multi-joint compound movements. So you just have to ask the question, well, why? Why not do different rep ranges or why do them? And I think that too many people are fixated on doing the same things over and over again, that they seem to forget that they can try something different and they might still get results. You know, they've been doing three tens forever. Yeah, exactly. There's no right or wrong. So like for, for, for Logan, who asked the question, you will notice that in my training programming that it never really conforms to, to a single bias. Like with with particular other coaches you might um you might be able to, you might get a training programmer and they might all fit one bias it might be one way of training and and that's it um whereas with our training you might do isolations first and then go into a compound you might do compounds and then go into isolation you might use different rep ranges like for example like Dan's just said you might get a program from me and your your rep range might be between 6 and 10 for one block it might be between 15 and 20 for another there's no right or wrong that you can't look at it and then go well why you know well that's different does that mean you were doing it wrong last time there is no right or wrong what we set and what another coach sets and what another coach sets and what another coach sets there's no wrong way and there's no right way there's a stupid way like you wouldn't program somebody 50 reps on every single exercise that's mm. stupid or one, you know, there's you would, yeah, or one, yeah. or one rep. Yeah. Like you wouldn't superset, you know, a fucking heavy squat with I don't know a fucking heavy bench press. Like there's stupid, there's stupid 
But for the most part, if you're training hard, you're trying to progress your lifts, most of the work is between 8 and 12. You get some work in that's lower than 8. You get some work in that's higher than 12. The, the, the amount of sets per week should be between, I guess, 10 and 20 per body part. So, you know, let's say, let's say, you, let's say you pitch it in the middle and you do 15 sets on your chest, 15 sets on your back, 15 sets on your arms, 15 sets on your quads, 15 sets on your hamstrings, just go across the middle. If you do that, most of the work between 8 and, eight and 12 reps, some heavy stuff, some light stuff, you will be fine. Like, and they just look to get better because it's the progression that improves people, not the yeah. exercise selection, oh, not the 100%. not the rep range, not the not the split. It's the progression. So if you can progress it, that's cool. If you're not able to progress it, then look at the exercise selection and things like that. People like change that far too quickly. People are obsessed with oh, like we get that with clients, obviously, and we understand why it gets a bit boring doing the same thing. But like, oh, can I get a new training plan? Like, yeah, cool. You're at the end of your training plan, or whatever. But. The reality is you could run the same one again for another 12 weeks and, and still see good results. Like there's nothing magic in, in these exercise selections. Whether you do a front squat or back squat, it's kind of neither here nor there. Whether you do leg press or you do, you know, reverse lunges, it's like, it's kind of like, it's, it's negligible. It's more about the intensity you train at and whether you can keep going at that. And that, that's the thing with the with the training plans. Like you said about varying rep ranges, it's more to prevent boredom with a lot of people I find. is that I, The reason I change yeah. plans is to prevent boredom. boredom. It's not because boredom. there's anything magic in what I've just programmed. And sorry to say it, clients, if like, probably quite a few of you listening, there's nothing magic in a new training plan. It's to prevent the boredom. It's like, yeah, you may switch the focus from a certain body part to another one and you might have a move a few exercises out and put a few new ones in. But the bulk of it is, what we always talk about, you're going to be doing horizontal push which is going to be a bench press motion whether that's on a machine with dumbbells or with a barbell same thing you're going to do a horizontal pull row machine single arm dumbbell row you're going to do a vertical push shoulder press machine press you're going to do a vertical pull down you're going to do a hip hinge like a deadlift you're going to do a squat movement that's it there's nothing magic about this it's really boring it's a really basic bitch all the all the stuff you see on Instagram, all these fancy movements, fancy exercises, they're shit. They're useless. They're not. The reason that people are posting them is because they know that you're bored of doing normal squats. So they're like, oh, let's come up with these. Like you see those, I see it all the time. This one fucking doesn't matter. The kneeling squat on a Smith machine. What's this all about? No, no, that does nothing. It does nothing. And it's actually less stimulus in that than there is in a normal squat, just a normal squat. And I think people need to remember that with training there is nothing out there that, that people are hiding from you everyone everyone who's got good results did the basic movements it's boring it's the fundamental movements done the same movements done over time no one's lying to you all that sort of stuff if you're getting bored it's because you're not seeing progress if you're not seeing progress because you're not training hard enough if you're not training hard enough it could be because you're not eating enough like there's so it's so obvious when we get a client through the door i'm like i know what your problem is and i look at it and i go oh, i want to gain muscle well you're not eating enough but i also want to lose fat which do you want first pick one Stop fucking around, pick one. Usually get leaner first. Right, first 12 weeks, we'll get leaner. After that, we're going to eat more. Oh, I'm stuck in my train, not really hit any PBs in a little while. How much are you eating? Same as what I was three weeks ago. Up your food. Don't really want to. Well, carry on then. Carry on as you were. Because I'm not telling you this to just, just for my own fucking, my own enjoyment. It's like, no, that's what needs to happen now is you need to eat more food. Your body's adapting. And problem in fitness is people get bored. People get bored far too quickly. And unfortunately, it's a boring endeavor. I hate to say it. It's a boring endeavor. You have to do the same things over and over again. All the people that got the results you want to get, they've done it longer than you. That's the difference. That's the difference. A hundred percent. It is. It's mixing stuff up to keep people stimulated. It's placebo. Like if you give somebody a triple drop set on something, oh, what's that for? 
literally to make you feel like you've worked hard. Yeah, give you like, a bit of a pump. That's it. Literally to give you a bit of a pump so you think, fucking, oh, that's a good session. Like, that's it. And good coaches as well will admit that. Like, we're admitting it. We're telling you this. Whereas other people will go, oh, I've got a magic, super magic training plan. Or, no, you haven't. You haven't. They're lying. They are like, like completely lying to you. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try Ryan Terry's delt workout. Yeah. He absolutely hammers your delts with, with volume. So you go, fucking hell, it's got a big pump. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but after but doing ten exercises, after doing ten exercises, you would have got the same level of stimulus. So just stop there. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't mean that it's any better. It, like that's the thing is that it doesn't mean that it's any better. So, like that's it's, it. Really is the basics that that people are lacking. Like get stronger over time with a sensible exercise training program. Eat more if you're trying to gain muscle. That's nah, it. it. Can't like, be. Mate. Can't it be. Really uh, you're hiding something. It can't be that. It must be some, what supplement do I need though? Well, yeah, use, use my it's And look, look how many fucking look, and and you guys will, will would have seen this all over Instagram. We've just had a lockdown for a fucking year and a half, right? How on earth can coaches preach that how great their results were in lockdown? Which some of them were. We got some great results in lockdown, and they were training with a fucking plastic band and a set of dumbbells, right? Like so, that's proof alone that you can get great results. Yet now, when the gyms are open, that it has to be a certain make of kit that you're using. It has to be a certain brand of kit because it's better than the others. What's better? What? Ask yourself what better means. Like, what does better mean? Because you can get results doing anything. You can get results in a home gym. You know that I would take somebody in a home gym who trains harder, who applies themselves, who eats right, over somebody who trains with the perfect branding of kit, who does everything else inconsistently. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Ask yourself what better is. Um, so again, you'll just look at the bullshit that's out there about, oh, I've done this on a Cybex hack or this on a prime bit of kit. It doesn't matter. Train hard. Train consistently. Don't be a dick about it. And get on with it. There you go. Anyway, that. that's that's way too long on the uh, on the sensible stuff. Go on, Dan. Uh, into so the banter section. I have to, before we do this, just remind everyone that um, if you want more amazing tips like that, if you go to the link in our both our bios, you can get our free dieting guide where we go over it. No bullshit guide to dieting. And we're going to have a brand new one ready in, I think, about a month's time, month and a bit of time. We're going to have a brand new thing that we're going to give to you. So if you haven't already got that, go get it. Hit the link in our bio to get it. Anyway, before, need to get in before we go to the main news story today. Sorry we had to spend 40 minutes talking to get to it, but um, I, will, uh, I will read the headline um, out loud. Newcastle fan bummed to death by zebra. Wow. 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 Poor There's zebra. a couple of pictures of him looking quite happy on the safari. He is in Newcastle's top, the Newcastle brown ale one. It's old school. You know, he's got the old school top, hasn't he? Um, safari horror for John. There's a picture of him wow. saying, John in happier times. Wow. Gosh. Well, ha, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. In, in comparison to what? In t- comparison to when he was getting bummed to death by a zebra. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd 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 say any any time is happier. So you're not really narrowing it down. Right. Well, but, it's just a picture of the article, so I I might struggle with some of the words because it's kind of really pixelated. A Newcastle United fan wearing his replica kit was bummed to death by a randy zebra when he mooned the beast while on safari. I, right, I don't think this happened. I'm just gonna say right now, I don't think this happened. Bollocks. This is bollocks. This is bollocks. Right? No right? way. Just one one sentence in. This is bollocks because it, it's intriguing and it's funny. The headline and you go Newcastle fan 
bumped to death by a zebra, you think, <laughs> the zebra's mistaken it for another zebra. But then, but then the word moon deer, like, what, no. you've got to think of the inspiration for this Newcastle fan to be mooning a zebra close enough that the zebra can then get to him and shag him. It's <laughs> just not going to happen, is it? Okay. John Kearsley, 38, was enjoying a 12-day trip in the Tanzanian bush with wife Doreen to celebrate their 10th wedding anniversary. Right. Right. So, is this guy alive or not? He's been bummed to death. Yeah, it says was enjoying. Because, I mean, he was. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe it is well, true. Because he can't make up that someone's well, died. I, th- I, think it's what someone, well, I think it's what I think has happened here, right? Is that this poor guy is a Newcastle United fan and died on his safari. And a journalist went, I bet I know what could have happened. And it's put two yeah, and two together. He probably got yeah. mauled by a lion instead. But anyway. But the holiday of a lifetime ended in disaster when oil engineer John took it upon himself to sexually taunt a male zebra that was around 100 yards from their vehicle. No, 100 yards. You've got enough time. No, 100 yards is a long distance. Is mooning sexually taunting? <sighs> not, not if you're John. Is it though? Is that a sexual taunt? Because... It is to a zebra, mate. I don't it know. is to a zebra. Any time I've seen anybody moon, I'm not going. Oh, I don't think it's to do with that. But mm. still, you know, maybe, again, it just doesn't make sense because I don't think a zebra would look at a human no. bum and 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 put and again make the don't, connection oh, of oh, oh well that's don't ruin that's don't a, ruin the story. Come on. Stop with you with your okay, with your with on, your okay. common sense. God dear. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. An inquest heard that John had drunk many, many lagers and may have taken so-called oh, legal highs before heading into the bush with Doreen, two other tourists, and two native guides. Not cider, though, was it? Unlike the others. Not cider. <laughs> yeah, many. What about what about where's the cider? He's had lagers. <laughs> Well, different drinks for different drinks, probably. Brown ale. <laughs> right. It's, there's no there's no way. There is no way his wife said this. There's no way she said this. Right. <laughs> Doreen of North Tyneside told the hearing the hearing. John always liked to laugh yeah. and a joke like. And when he saw the zebra, <laughs> he said, Hoy Hinny, reckon that zebra, reckon I look like a zebra. <laughs> she, she didn't say that. She didn't say that to the to the hearing. She didn't say that. John liked a joke like. She didn't say that. She didn't say I that. I love. Yeah, I love how the the journalist has gone right to make this more believable. I'm going to use accents. I'm going to use the accent in there. Uh, John liked a, a joke. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. In it, he liked a joke. Rubbish. Oh That's rubbish. Why is there a hearing? Oh. What? There's oh, a hearing. for his death. To be honest, he wasn't making all that much sense, really. But I just imagined that he was referring to his Newcastle top. Then he jumped out the Land Rover, pulled down his trousers, and yelled, "Oi, zebra bastard! I'm over here!" <laughs> Again, that's so Geordie. It hurts. <laughs> like that's so, uh, "Oi, zebra bastard! <laughs> I'm over here!" Rubbish. Oh, this is just no way she said this as well. Come on. There's no way. Go on. The daddy zebra looked up. (laughs) Don't say that. The the, the, the adult zebra, you say. Must have mistaken him for a mummy zebra and ran towards John at quite a gallop. You should have seen the size of its cock. It was on bonk. (laughs) Right. Okay. Now, now, now the problem with this sentence is that they're for two different age ranges. Because Daddy and Mummy, you, know, you don't say I, that to adult people. Who's, 
Who's at the hearing? Oh, yeah. Who's the judge? Who's the judge? What, a four-year-old? <laughs> the daddy's Ebra and the mummy's... Like, it's like as though she's describing it to a child, yet then in the next, in the same breath goes, his cock was massive. <laughs> like, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say daddy and mummy. You would say, it's obviously a male zebra and he's, and he's oh. mistaken it for a female. Daddy and mummy. His cock was fucking massive. It was on bonk. Oh, my God. Rubbish. John never had the slightest idea what hit him. Well, I mean, he did. Well, <laughs> zebra. Um, uh, he could yeah, have a good What guess, a way so. to go. Bummed to death by a zebra. She didn't say that. There's no way she said that. Not if you're dearest. <laughs> You've been <laughs> no. together 10 years. It's their wedding anniversary. You wouldn't, you wouldn't make light of it. It wouldn't be like, what a yeah. way to go. And it, you know, being bummed by a an zebra. An expert told the inquest that a fully grown male zebra's erect penis would do terrible damage to the human rectum and death would follow within hours without emergency surgery. John was yeah. declared dead by a medical team when the medical team helicoptered him uh, from the scene of the incident. The coroner recorded a verdict of death by misadventure. Wow. Misadventure? <laughs> They'd be called it that, wouldn't he? Um, and as well, yeah. right, there's a picture on, in the article, right? And it's, there's two lions lying down within three metres. What have they got Well, to yeah, do I know. That's what I mean. Within three metres of a safari truck, right? And on the safari truck, you've got two guides and two other tourists that are looking quite jovial and quite happy. They're all looking at the camera smiling. And then you've got a picture of John in his Newcastle top looking the other way. And it looks to me as if he's been, him and his wife have been photoshopped into the picture because everyone else is looking at the camera except them. Yeah. It's really weird. It's almost yeah. like it's made up. Well, almost. Yeah, almost like it's made up, or de- definitely. Because <laughs> if there's a couple of lions in shot, right? Lions and zebra, what, what knocking around the same place? Well, the lions that. as well are just lying down, and they're not even bothered by the jeep in any way, shape, or form. And if the jeep was that close, and they'd be stood up for a start, they would be and, stood up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the what is is John is John like looking as though there's something plowing? No, John's looking him. over at the bush the other way. He can't see. Any, he's not really not looking at the lions or anything. Everyone else is looking at the lions, smiling, you know, happy. I just, it's completely fabricated, this whole story. But funny nonetheless. I don't understand how it can be, though. Can it be? Can they make up that somebody's died? No, I think think someone's died on a safari and that the coroner did record a verdict of death by misadventure, but he probably went missing on the safari. I think... So the the journalist has got wind of this somehow and gone, I know what would be funny. Is yeah, that, is that I think what's that's happened? what's happened. Like, and then he's paid the wife to just sort of say these things. Oh, she probably didn't even say them. But why am I even? Why am I even pretending that? Um, yeah, yeah, she didn't say them. Like every is it? Is it Sunday yeah, sport? Of course it is. Yeah, it's Sunday <laughs> sport. Yeah, their 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 quotes are not known to be the most reliable. No, yeah. But uh, at least they've had a good go. They've they've put regional dialect in there to make it sound like she's yeah. a Geordie. Um, whereas it's. It's just, it's just not going to happen, is it? No. It's too far fetched. I mean, it's in a couple of papers. I mean, it is. Okay, so I found okay, another one. Here we go. The safari Brit bummed to death by zebra. A Brit tourist was bummed to death by a zebra after going on safari wearing a black and white striped T-shirt. The horrific attack took place in front of stunned holidaymakers visiting the nature reserve in Kenya. A group of sightseers had exited their truck to get snaps of a group of animals at a watering hole. Despite being warned not to stray too far, the 52-year-old man... Hmm, okay, discrepancy there. He was 38 in this one. The 52-year-old man okay. ventured about a mile and a half away into the bush. Okay, this is a different story, isn't it? His yeah. mangled body was later found by park officials who confirmed he had been attacked by a male zebra who mistook him for a female because of his T-shirt. Distinctive T-shirt. 
Okay, so that's what's happened. That's okay. what's happened, right? This is more believable. Now, this is, this is what happened. He's gone into there, right? He's probably been attacked by a different animal, died. The zebra's come along and gone, oh, fancy a bit of that. And, you know, happened after he died, probably. There we go. Right, right. Or, 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 yeah, look, I, I believe, I believe that he could have wandered off. I believe he could have wandered off. And I believe that there, there could have been a male zebra there and he's trampled him to death or something like that. I don't believe he's got out moonbeam. <laughs> And by and by virtue of him pulling down his boxes, that the zebra, yeah. with a with a brain of a zebra, has recognised that that is a human, like that anus is the same thing as what it, uh, it would well, be on I a zebra. Know, I mean, I, mate, you just don't like, know. I don't. I, I, I don't believe I think that he had, the zebra no, has think, made a conscious. I thought. think. I think he was. He's a diehard Newcastle fan. He's had the. He's had the the black and white paint all over his body, all over his bum. He's painted. You know. Just to show yeah. support. Um, the end of this yeah. article says, the man believed to be from the Newcastle area died from injuries to his back, neck and rectum. So he could have just been trampled on. Yeah. yeah that's what's happened there. I think, I th- I think that, that that's more plausible. I mean, well, yeah, that, that is happened. more plausible. That's, like, that's not Sunday difficult sport, though, is it? <laughs> it's more plausible. And, and, and the Sunday sport has gone, right, I know how to spice <laughs> yeah. this up. He's got out. He's, he's mooned it. He's asking for it. Like, come oh, on. God. There you go. No chance. Love that. You gotta love go. that level of journalism. So there we go. Brilliant. There you go. So if you if you like that, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna push you. Give give us a like or whatever you fucking do. Like give it some give it a five star rating. Share it with all give your mates. A, Anyone who's interested in fitness, yeah. just share it with them. Say, look, these guys know what they're talking about. Go listen to them. Please. And they talk about, you know, zebra women. So what more do oh, you yeah. want from a fitness there you go. And we are big in the Cayman Islands. So, yeah. you know, I think I said Big that up, Lance. Week. It's Cheers, hard Lance. to know. Thanks, man. Yeah. Big up, Lance. Yeah, there you go. Until next week, we'll catch you later.